It's been a minute since we've done a life update, and I thought it was a good time for a check-in chat as I'm approaching the almost one-year mark of selling the company that I started when I was 20 years old and sold when I turned 40. 20 years of owning and operating a business where I created beauty products and sold them online and through a home shopping network and in some of the largest national retailers and throughout many countries. And then the professional side of the business where I manufactured and sold pro spray tanning equipment and products so industry pros could offer the pro spray tanning service to their clients or start their own business doing it. It was a big business and had lots of moving parts and it was my first baby. So I wasn't sure what selling it would mean for me personally and what I would do next. I have an ideas book that I have on my body at all times, and I would write notes about what sets my soul on fire, and I loved the most about being an entrepreneur, and I wanted to sort of give it time to settle and figure out what I would start next, and then the craziest thing happened that's never happened in my business life before, I sort of fell into the next right thing. Sharing my journey and so many inspirational tidbits along the way today. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Welcome back to the podcast. On today's episode, I'm sharing my journey of the last almost year after turning 40, selling my company, and the biggest question that everybody asks you when you sell your company is, what are you going to do next? And honestly, I didn't know for the first little bit, and I sort of loved that I didn't know because I wanted to sit in the feeling of what it felt like and kind of go through the emotions. Million Dollar Tan was, I felt like, part of my identity, so I needed time to kind of separate my own personal identity from my company. And it's natural, of course. Everyone said, what are you going to do next? Like, what's the next step? And that kind of weighed on me, my own pressure, like what am I going to do next weighed on me. So in today's episode, I'm sort of sharing that journey. But like all episodes, my goal is to only provide value. So it's not, this is about you more than it's about me. But I love hearing people's stories and the journey and the process and where they're at and why they ended up there and the decisions along the way and the opportunities and the wins and the fails and all of it. So that's what today's podcast is all about. In the first few months, okay, so going back a little bit, I started Million Dollar Tan when I was 20 years old, right out of college. I moved into a loft above my business. I opened a day spa called Million Dollar Tan, sunless tanning and spa. We did facials and massages, had spray tan rooms, a sauna, a shower, like the whole thing. Full, full, full retail location in right by Newport Beach where I live now, but in Costa Mesa on like the busiest street at the end of the 55 freeway. It was like a big, a big undertaking right out of college. I knew I had already started the distributing side of my business and I saw that I was helping so many businesses start their own spray tanning 
businesses and offered the spray tanning service and they were making so much money and so much cash. I was like, I have to do it myself and I have to create a flagship location myself. So instead of me flying all over to train all these locations on how to do an awesome spray tan and give the best customer service, I'm gonna have people come to me. So while I'm making money in my own retail location, I have people flying to me to get trained and see how we're doing it. And I felt like I could really offer the best service and the best support from my pro accounts if I was doing it myself day in and day out. So I opened my own day spa. Meanwhile, I'm building the Million Dollar Tan brand, creating sunless tanning products that are sold in retail stores all over that would become to be sold in retail stores all over and on home shopping networks and online and all through all these different channels and all these different countries. And then almost a second business was the professional side of the business. So the side of the business that where I manufacture and distribute professional equipment. So a compressor, a spray gun, a hose, all the things that go with it and the tanning solution so people could start their own spray tanning businesses or if they already had a business, if they already owned a salon or maybe they were a hairstylist or an esthetician, they would add on the professional spray tanning service. So for them, it was a no-brainer. The cost of the service was less than $5 and places charged anywhere between $30 and $110 for one spray tan. And it took about 15 minutes. So fast, you don't need a specific training or license. We did all the the training that that you need. And it was very, very profitable. So I had all this going on at one time, started young. And the reason why I always loved the professional side of the business is because I loved helping people, mostly women, start their own businesses, their own spray tanning businesses, and build it as big as they wanted. Some entrepreneurs were stay-at-home moms, and they said, listen, I want to work when my kids are in school. So from 9 to 2.30, I want to work as much as I can, but after that, I'm off. Perfect. I know exactly how to help you get there. And I had other people who their age and stage of life was different. And they're like, I just want to be as busy as possible. I want to make as much money as possible. Okay, perfect. Let's approach it that way. I love entrepreneurship so much. It's in my soul. It makes me feel so alive. So I loved helping people build their own spray tanning businesses. I got the entrepreneurship part and helped them make money. I was making great money. Like it all worked. So That's the business that I started when I was 20, built it up. It went through all different phases and experiences and all these different things. And when I, in January before I turned 40, so this was January of last year, I thought about turning 40 and what that looked like. And I just thought like, I couldn't have even imagined selling my business before this, but I just thought, you know, here we are, the first 40 years, what did what the next 40 look like? And I just wanted new opportunities. I wanted to try new things. I didn't want to just keep doing the same thing I had always done. And I had offers to buy the business um, in the years past, but I was like, you're crazy. Like I would never sell the business, but for some reason it just felt like the right time. So I got a broker and then the craziest Right around my 40th birthday, the morning of my 40th birthday party, I got the call and we were kind of going back and forth for a couple of weeks with this one buyer who I know would be a great buyer who would continue the brand because that was huge for me. I didn't want someone who was just going to sell through the inventory or, you know, I don't know, do something cheesy or, you know, worst case unethical. I wanted someone with horsepower that had done this before. And that's exactly the type of buyer that we had on the table. We were kind of going back and forth on the final numbers. 
And then the morning of my 40th birthday party, we got the call and my I got the call as I was getting my makeup done or just before. And my broker said, we have a deal. And I was like, no way. You've got to be kidding me. It's just crazy the way sometimes things fall into place. So after that, I'm like, oh my gosh, there was a lot of wrapping up to do. But then what am I like, what am I going to do? I am a hard worker. I'm used to working so hard. Um, I have a non-compete, so I'm not doing anything in the sunless tanning space for a while. And I wouldn't do that anyways, even if I didn't have to have, have a non-compete. But like, you know, it's time for the next chapter. What does it look like? And then everyone that you run into is like, what are you doing? What are you doing next? And like I said, for the first few months, I just organized my life. I, you know, got a facial every week, a massage every week. I kind of just like, like took a deep breath and took it down. I got my house organized. I caught up on, you know, the kids' baby books, all the things that I just felt like I never had time to do because if I had free time away from the family or the family was doing other things, I was always working on my business, always, because I knew I had to be because I'm trying to balance having a family and being with my kids. So I knew I had to work whenever it made sense. So if everyone's kind of chilling out and having a lazy Sunday, that means I was working. I was okay, they want to watch movies and chill out on the couch. This is my time to work. And for me, the trade-off was worth it, even though it was like mildly painful because that would sound nicer. Um, I loved it because that was the trade-off. I can be at every school performance. I can volunteer in the classroom. I can do those extra things because I can work when I want. And part of the reason why I'm so passionate about, about entrepreneurship and especially for women is I think that we can work hard and make so much money, but it's on our terms and we can make it work for our own lives. And I've always been passionate about that. When I was helping women set up their own spray tanning businesses, a lot of times I was helping women get out of jobs they hated. You know, like they're like, listen, like I'm, you know, sitting under fluorescent lights all day. I used to be passionate about this. I'm not anymore. I'm, you know, I don't like the environment. I don't feel like it's healthy for me or the people I work with or my boss or whatever it is. Like, I want to feel alive again. And I just love that through my little space of helping people start their spray tanning businesses, we could together get there and get to where like you still have to work hard, but on your terms. So I've always loved being an entrepreneur. And I think it just can be the most exciting thing ever for so many reasons. The way it makes you feel, the power, the I mean, the power in the way that like the control you have of your life, the money you can make, and Ultimately, to, for me, it's the freedom to design your life. So thinking about all this and like, what's the next step? I knew I wanted to have freedom and I wanted to experience new things, but also feel the high of entrepreneurship again in the way that kind of like a new relationship is, or it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship, but just like the high of finding a new hobby that you love. Or, you know, sometimes for me, it's like figuring out a new workout. Like I love my new tonal workout machine. I love it. And it's like I've discovered fitness in a different way all over again. I wake up and I can't wait to do it. In that way, and I explain it that way because I think that sometimes um, you know, people describe the excitement of a new romantic relationship as if a, an older relationship, if you've been together 20 years, it can't have that same excitement. I don't think that's true at all. So not saying that it has to be something new necessarily, but just something that like you feel that high again. I wanted to feel that entrepreneur high, that exhilaration and excitement. And I think it's different in different ages and stages. So I've done a podcast on ideas. If you if you haven't listened to that podcast, you have to go back and listen. 
I keep a book with me. It's my little ideas book and I have it with me all the time. I write down any tiny idea I have. And it's not just for business, anything, for solving any problem. This this kid is struggling with this. Oh, what about this? Or I talk to someone, what about this? Try this. And I'm always writing down these little ideas. 99% of them I do nothing with, but it's just a way to get them all in one place. So as I was going through this kind of first few months period, I would write down what I don't want right now at this stage and what I do want. Like for me, I was done managing a big team for a while. I I loved it and I thrived in that environment when I had an office with a big team and we had um, daily meetings and you know weekly bigger meetings and and the whole thing. But for me, I did that for so long. I was ready to not do that. And I loved the people I worked with, but like it was just a lot. And it just I it just felt like do for me, the big team thing I've done. And I want to I wanna do it in a different way. So I knew I didn't want to go that route. Do I want to start a new product? Do I want to do a startup? All that sounded exciting and I still might. But it's interesting because it what came next is really out of my passion about entrepreneurship because of what it can do for your life. Like I said, the freedom to design your life. So I was sorting out my life and just sort of like letting life happen, being out more and socializing more and meeting people I wouldn't normally meet and um, connecting with people on direct messages that before I didn't have time to even like get get that deep into direct messages besides the first couple that would come up daily. And what I got the most was questions about business. Um, So I would get them through DMs on Instagram or in emails or like People would say like through a mutual friend, like a friend would come to me and be like, hey, I have this friend. They heard about like your business or this part or this thing that you did or that you got into Nordstrom or Forever 21. And I know you did this in business. Can I pick your brain? Like, can we, can I take you to coffee? And so I was like, sure. I love this. My favorite thing to talk about is entrepreneurship. I absolutely love it. I feel like I'm not great at small talk, but I am great at business because I love it so much. I've experienced so much of it. And it's my favorite thing to talk about. So yeah, for sure. Let's do it. Let's get on a call. Let's meet for coffee. So giving business advice for a few months kind of just naturally turned into coaching and mentoring. And people would say, hey, like I, this conversation was great, but like I need more, I need more help. Like what's the next step? What do I do after that? And I'm like, sure, I'll coach you for a month, but I can't commit to the long term because like, I'm just not quite sure what I'm going to do next, but that sounds fun. Let's do it. Let's do it for a month. I'll mentor you. Um, we'll be business besties and like, let's figure out what's working in your business. What's not, what's the next level. And it's the craziest thing that it just turned into the next step for me, the next path. I love business so much. And to be able to dive into people's businesses and be an outside perspective And in retrospect for my own business, there are so many times where I can look back, of course, everything's clear in hindsight, but I can look back and be like, man, I wish I had like someone just on the outside, someone that was knowledgeable and savvy with business that I trusted that could kind of like be an outside perspective because a lot of times business is personal and emotional. Someone could take the personal out of it and just say, hey, let me tell you where let me give you some other options that you might not be thinking of. 
Um, like for example, when I sold my company, I did very well, super thrilled with it. Like it all turned out really great. However, when influencers first came to be on YouTube, um, we got Million Dollar Tan, we got a, a couple influencers who went on and said, like, this is the holy grail of Sunless Tanner. This product right here changed the way I look, changed my confidence. I went from pale to this. They did before and after shots. They did applications. They showed that it wasn't streaky. It wasn't orange. Their body looked so good and toned, and they loved it all for free. This is before, like, the influencer game is what it is now. So we would wake up overnight to thousands of orders that we did nothing for. We just had an awesome product and YouTubers would get a hold of it. And at that point, their job, now their job is to collaborate with brands like the brand that I had. But before it was just to put out as much content that was helpful. So you would get more subscribers, you would get more views and your channel would grow. So they would try out different products. So we were growing at this rapid pace because of this. Now, if I would have had a business coach at that time who was very savvy with business, they would have told me for sure, hey, this is not going to last forever because nothing like this does. Look at your numbers and let's consider selling. Like it blows my mind that I never considered when we were making ridiculous, ridiculous numbers and our marketing cost for that effort was zero. It's bonkers to me with as much as I love my business and how smart I am, not in an egotistical way, just because I share this often. I'm very rarely the smartest person in the room, but I will win because I try so hard and I prepare so much and I do so much research and I just work hard. I put in the hours and the sweat. And so I can't believe that I didn't think that, huh, I should just throw it out there. Let's just see how much money I could get. Because if I would have sold at that point when our months were just so huge and doubling every month, that is like life-changing money, like life-changing. But when you're in it, it's so hard to see when you're in it. And I mean, you could have never told me that. Like, I built this epic custom playroom for my kids. I was like, I would go to a like a business convention. I'd bring my kids. I'd bring a friend. Like one time we went to Miami and then we went on to Atlantis and the Bahamas. And it was just me and my best, my bestie from high school and college, Amanda, and my my two girls that were young at the time. They were maybe like three and four. And we made a huge vacation of it. Like I was just like living life. And I thought that things would never change. I mean, listen, then we had different opportunities and we got in retail stores and whatever, but that was much harder work than what I was in. My whole point is sometimes someone on the outside that doesn't have the emotional connection that you do can have the clarity that you need to just look at all your options and make the smartest decision. So knowing all that, I just thought, you know what? I am so passionate about women building businesses and doing what they love and like living fully so that you feel alive and fulfilled and you're not just living in routine or you're not just staying at a job because they have good health benefits or you're not only living for your kids in a and and I shouldn't even say it like that because I feel like I'm so sensitive to this topic because there are so many stages of my life where I'm like I love giving like who I am the best thing about me is being a mom so I love all that but sometimes we get in phases where like we need more personally to be full and feel fulfilled and go to sleep at night feeling fulfilled like you had a nice full day and 
being rewarded yourself so you show up fully for your kids and your spouse, your friends, your family, whoever it is. So I just believe in women. I mean, the concept of having it all for me is very tricky because I really don't believe you can have it all at every moment, like all at the same time necessarily. But I do think that it all adds up to being the strongest and best version of you and not letting life get on autopilot, but like waking up to the possibilities and the options. And if you're unhappy, redesigning your life and knowing that you have the power. And I've just had so many interesting conversations with women in the last nine months about what it would look like if you decided that you're going to take your business and grow it so it's life-changing or start a business that is life-changing and believing in in the dreams as cheesy as it can sound I'm telling you the mind shift is a lot of times what holds us back and like what if you really believed that you could make that dream happen that crazy dream what if you committed to doing the hard work and the sacrifice now for the freedom later and like to be honest the freedom forever and I think a lot of us put these barriers in front of ourselves, like saying, oh, when I hit this number of followers, then I'll be ready to start. Or instead of saying, there are already so many people in that space, there's just no room for me. I'm too late to the game. Realizing that there's always space for the unique you. And again, not in a cheesy way, like in a very realistic, practical, tactical way, all the ways we have great ideas and we stop ourselves from doing it. And I just think that I am passionate about figuring out why so many women are unhappy with their what with what they're doing on their day-to-day life. Because I believe that in this era of of social media and online businesses and Shopify, we can create businesses and we can work however we want. We can work from home while being parents. We can we can create a life and a business that supports how we want to live. You've probably heard me say I have it posted in my house. I talk about it on podcasts. I tell my kids all the time that to me, the meaning of life is doing the things you love with the people you love as much of the time as you can. And to me, the people who are winning are the people who are doing the things they want to do most of the time. So if you aren't getting enough of that, we need to recalibrate. So I started a mentorship and a coaching program. So the way I've done it, and it's worked out so fantastic, is for 30 days, I become business besties with the person that I'm working with. And I only am doing two people at a time, two people per month. So that way I can really like give it my all and get into the business and understand everything. And it's... It's been so, it's been incredible. And here's how we start. So most people kind of know my story and the things that I've done. And I think that's why I'm able to do this so well is because I've done so many things. Like I said, I opened a day spa and ran a retail location for years and then got it to its max. So we had, we were at max, we were full, like every appointment for the most part was booked. We were making as much money as we could. So I sold it for cash. Um, Then I created obviously Million Dollar Tan, a beauty brand with over 24 products and then the pro side. Then I started another beauty business. Again, like I said, when YouTube 
I mean, YouTube is so huge with influencers, but many years ago, I started a beauty brand with one of the biggest beauty YouTubers on the platform, and we started a brand for her. So I was basically like a silent partner, but I went to all my labs, and we created from scratch a line of beauty products that spoke to her and her audience. And so we created 12 products, an entire skincare line. She talked about it on her YouTube channel. That was the only way we sold. We had zero marketing expense. Myself and my team did all the business, all the all the website, all the labeling, all the warehousing, the shipping, the manufacturing, the creation. And she showed them and talked about them and, and talked about how we made them and the good ingredients and why it sold. And the business was so simple and so profitable because we had a marketing vehicle built in and then we had me doing all the back end, which I had done for so many years that I had become like so efficient with and figured out all the kinks and customer service and all that kind of stuff. And so it worked and we built a really big brand um, pretty simply. I've sold on Home Shopping Network. Um, I've sold my products direct to consumer online through low cost, really cool, strategic, networks. Um, I've trained teams across the country. When my products were in Nordstrom and Ulta stores, I would travel all over and learn what it takes to train a team to sell things in a way that works and a way that represents your voice. And every year we increase sales year after year. And, you know, there's ebbs and flows and, and different things change in the market. But I did it while having babies and keeping keeping the business growing and just kind of adjusting it as, as it went. Um, I sold on home shopping networks, um, getting into major retailers and supported their sales, all different types of things that come in running a pretty big business and running a team and managing it and the dynamics of all of that. So people kind of knowing my story kind of come to me and have said, okay, this is what I need the most help with. And I'm very transparent. And I hope you know from listening to, to past podcasts, I'm also very open about failures. And I don't think that's a weakness. I think it's a strength because I think, listen, the more failures you have, the more lessons you have, and the more you've learned and the more you know, and the more you, you know, kind of like carry, carry on your back for next time. Um, and so in this podcast episode, I kind of wanted to share the whole scope of it because I'd love to meet new people and have new conversations that maybe I could be your business mentor or business coach too, um, along this journey, just because I believe so much in the power of entrepreneurship and I believe so much in my skill set and what I was able to accomplish and how I'm always learning and adapting. And I think that's having a really smart outside outside voice, outside mentor, your business bestie that has your best interest in mind and wants to see you, you know, move mountains, um, be your cheerleader, I think is just so huge and something that I really would have benefited from. And so I'm just so excited to now sort of be able to kind of open it up and offer it to more people. So, you know, the type of person that it works for is if you have a business, whether it's, I mean, anything from a retail business to an Etsy shop to a social media business to maybe you want to start a business or create a line of products or you have a retail store, any of it, um, I'm sure there are ways that we can 
talk about how we can take your business to the next level and make it so that it works really well for your lifestyle in the way that you want to. Like I've said, I love so much about entrepreneurship. Other things I've done so much of that I could help with, finding manufacturers and getting products made, making a game plan for your success. We used to call this a business plan, but I found that, you know, the interesting thing is I've met so many people that are like, I'm going to make my business plan this year and then I'm going to start my business next year. I'm like, really? How about we spend today and tomorrow making your game plan because it's going to change a thousand times and then let's go, right? Let's work on it Monday and Tuesday. And then how about on Wednesday we start instead of starting next calendar year? I like to call it a game plan for your success just because I feel like business plans are outdated. Like, of course we need plans, but things are going to change so much and opportunities change and you don't need to see the whole staircase to take the first step. And I think that's why so many people stop themselves before they even start because it's overwhelming or you feel like you have to have this whole plan. Like, no, you just have to take the first good step, then the next best step, and then we're on our way. I'm really good at getting in front of buyers for your product or service or marketing your service in creative ways, but low cost ways, starting a podcast, starting a blog, working with influencers to sell your product or grow your brand. I know the ins and outs of Shopify, um, creating an online course. This could be like a business mentorship program all on its own because I love online courses so much. I think it's the new way of learning. I think that Whatever you know best, whatever you've spent five, 10 years, a lifetime learning, there is so much value in putting that into an online course where people can learn from. I just think it's the new way of learning. I really do. I think it's easy for people to consume. I think people are so used to it now. Um, And it's great mailbox money. You spend so much time. I mean, you've spent all this time getting great at whatever it is. And it doesn't have to be a business something, whatever it is that you are the best at, right? Or whatever you love the most. Make an online course for it. Um, Figure out the pricing, create social media to support it, and then post consistently. And you can sell your online course to people who are interested in this type of thing. Like, We live in the greatest time ever to be alive and be an entrepreneur and do business. It's just because there are so many opportunities. You don't have to do anything that you are not passionate about and not interested in that doesn't set your soul on fire because there's so many other options. You can start an Etsy shop. Like I said, you can start a podcast and you can have um, sponsors on your podcast. You can start a blog and work with brands. You can um, create your own product or you can even get a product from China, put your label on it, something you love and you've tested um, and it becomes yours. And then you work with influencers to market it and you work with micro influencers and you send it to them for free. And now they're creating this great content for your social media, for this product that you created and this business that's changing your life. And you're doing it all from home on your laptop and on your phone. Like this was just not possible 10 years ago, 20 years ago. It just wasn't. So I just believe, especially for women in business, there's no longer any reason to be doing work that we don't love, that doesn't give us the life and the freedom that we love. There's just so many ways to do it. And I really hope this podcast comes across the right way because like I said, I always want to bring value and um, entertain, um, educate, share what I've learned, share the fails and the wins. And I haven't done a podcast on this yet because I don't know, 
I didn't, I didn't want it to seem, I don't know. I didn't want it to seem pitchy because it's really not, it's a really more of just like, you know, again, like a chit chat of where we're at, um, inspiration for if this is kind of a phase of life that you're in and also sort of welcoming, welcoming the conversation to see if it could be a good fit to work together just because I love this type of thing so much. Um, other ways, other things that I've done, like I said, um, growing retail businesses, store or spa setup, um, using social media brands and collaborations. Like I've just done so many different things and I've done it the wrong way. I've done it the right way. I've learned the lessons. And one of the best parts is I have so many connections and contacts in various industries. And I love sharing that just like I do with friends and family. If someone calls me and is like, hey, do you know a buyer at this place? I'm like, absolutely. Let me get on the phone and see if that person's still there or if they know someone or, hey, how does this work? Is it really worth being in this retail store or like what's entailed? How much does it cost to to have signage and have displays? How many um, people do I need on my team to manage it? What's the level of returns? How much do they charge you? Do you, the the sales the salespeople that make commission, do I pay that commission or does the store make that, um, get that commission? So many different things that go into all of the different parts of business and so many things that if I don't know, I know people who know and I can help you figure it out. I think that it's such a fun, interesting thing. And for me, it feels so fulfilling because rather than at this stage starting my own startup, I get to dive into other people's worlds and give it my everything to help you get to the next level. Um, you know, like a business bestie. Um, for 30 days, that's kind of how I've done it. And for some people, um, they we've extended it because we've seen growth and we're like, okay, like we need more time. But the way it's set up is 30 days. 30-day program together. We are business besties and I help in whatever way they need. Um, we first establish what's working great. Um, depending on if you have an established business or if it's in motion and what you think you need help with, what your life looks like now, what you want your life to look like. And I know that everyone listening to this podcast at this moment might not be, might not be in a position to where this is interesting or this is a part of, you know, your world or if it would apply to you at this point, but put it in your back pocket because I think it's just such a good resource to have someone if you are ever in that stage of life. For me, it's not just about building the business. It's about building a life you're obsessed with and know that, you know, what worked for you before might not work for you today. And just kind of accepting that. Like I know I have a friend who's a teacher and it used to set her soul on fire, but now it's just different. The school she's at is different. She has her own kids. Kind of her a situation with her kids going to different schools doesn't work. And like it just doesn't feel right anymore. And that doesn't mean it was never right. It's just things have evolved and that's okay. And I think that by being honest with yourself and 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 not just keep doing what, you've do, what you're doing because you've always done it, but be like, okay, where are we at now? What's working? What's not? What is a, what is a perfect day for me look like? Like and repositioning because – we only we're only here once most likely and nobody is here to be the 50% version of themselves or the 70% version of themselves we're just not and so working with working with women so far in these last 9 months a lot of times we're working f- through the fear like the fear of what if it doesn't work the fear of other people's judgment 
And in the mentoring that I've done so far, here's what I've learned. So I think whether whatever stage of life you're in, I think that a lot of these things will be very interesting. And I'm curious how much, you know, you can relate to. So many people need help getting out of their own way, like to stop telling themselves the story about past mistakes or stop repeating the narrative in your mind that actually came from somebody else, like somebody else doubting you that keeps replaying in your mind um, that doesn't, it's not even what you believe. And just to really know that your past doesn't determine your future, your past fails doesn't mean you'll fail again. In fact, it probably means the opposite because you've learned the lesson. And just to let go of the judgment or maybe shame around something that's happened. I've had some like really open and honest conversations and we've worked through so many things. And I think oftentimes people have these hurdles up that they don't even realize they've put the hurdles up and they're invisible. They don't even exist. And I think other women just need an outside perspective. Like, oh my gosh, like I was telling you about kind of those years when we had the craziest numbers without spending any without spending any marketing dollars because we were getting those organic videos on YouTube. Um, I needed an outside perspective of someone, someone who wasn't as as you know married to the business and emotional about it to kind of you know give a bird's eye view. Rather than looking for outside validation, what if we realize that we have the power to unlock it all? We've had the power the whole time. We just have to make the decision, commit, and work hard for it. And I just think after the, it's just like anything, after you keep doing it, after the practice, it just becomes who you are. And you realize that you have that game-changing magic inside, like you've always had it inside. It just needs to be called on. And you just need that, like, that push to, that push to do it. So my goal is let's find out what you love the most and what you're best at and how to make it big in a way that it changes your life in the way that you want it to. Some people need the mind shift, need help with the mind shift, the mindset shift. Other people need help tactically, like tactically and practically steps to help them reach the next level. Or they need the connections. They need the connection with the buyer or the the bottle manufacturer, the box, or how to write labels, how to start a podcast. Like it's been very interesting because some people it's so much more mindset shift. And then other people, it's so much more like tactical, practical. Like I have no idea how to set up my online store. I have no idea how to actually create a course. Like I could write a course in a Word doc, but how do I create an online course and publish it and make it live and get it so it accepts credit cards so that I can put it out into the world? It's been very interesting and I love all aspects of it. And that's been that's been the beauty of kind of this next step. Life after selling my business has all been unexpected in the best way possible. Um, and it feels so great to fall into the next thing that just feels so right on so many levels because, like I said, I get to dive into different businesses and see huge prog- uh, prog- progress quickly and just see how, you know, how it affects women in business and I just love, for me, it's difficult for me. I kind of say that I'm bad at small talk just because I have so many thoughts and ideas and I wish I could be better at small talk, but I love talking about stuff like this, about business and um, about making progress and making change and trying and testing things out and not being afraid to, you know, 
take chances and take risks, always recoverable risks, like nothing massive. Um, but for me personally, it's just, it's just the most rewarding thing. And I share so openly. I want to be very clear. I am very, I don't know, humble about my successes. And I hope it comes across that way just because I've had more fails than I have wins. But I think that makes me stronger as a businesswoman and as a coach mentor, because, um, I've learned through the fails and the wins and through all the people that I know together, we help people make magic happen. Um, and I just believe in entrepreneurship so much because I've lived it and I've done it. And like, here I am, age 40, about to turn 41, and I have the life freedom and the financial freedom to kind of do what I want. And it's interesting because it has to it has to come at a sacrifice, at least for me. It comes in a sacrifice first, right? Like I said, on Sundays when my family is all laying on the couch and relaxing and I am jamming on emails for six hours, like that comes at a sacrifice, but it's all for freedom later and freedom in the long term. And that's for me the real horsepower behind this is I've worked 12 hours a day every day for most of my life. And very rarely was it in traditional hours. In fact, one of the regrets I talk about having is when my kids were little and I didn't want to miss anything, I would work most nights really late and I cut out so much sleep. I do an all-nighter maybe like once a week um, just because I, I didn't know how else to find the time without missing all the other things that I wanted to miss. So, which I don't recommend doing, by the way. But my point is, is, I'm not a mentor that teaches about coaching and I no shade for anyone ever, but no shade to anyone for doing what they do. But I've never understood business coaching without playing the game yourself for a long time. Like, I just think that's the only way to be an effective, strong business coach is to play the game for a long time and experience lots of things growth and struggles and all the things. And that's why I love doing this so much. And that's why I feel so confident in what I'm able to offer to other entrepreneurs and business owners. And I just know there's so much to do and so much to learn. And I have this passion and this confidence because I've lived it and I've put in the hard work to learn and learn what I don't know and get my mind right for the headaches and the struggles and the hard months and to learn what I don't know when I need to know it and have the confidence to be like, I have no idea how to do this, but I'm going to spend the next five hours online and I'm going to become a master at it. And guess what? That's how you learn everything these days. And it's just so, so fun and so cool. And to know that I feel so rewarded and it works for me at this stage of life and to bring so much value to the women that I'm coaching. And I've even coached women who have, who are in a job, but want to do it better or differently or figure out a new way to be strategic about their corporate job. I've done some coaching like that too. That's been really interesting and we've seen great progress with. So if this is something that's interesting to you, DM me at Lindsay's Cloud on Instagram about working together, or you can always email me. My personal email is my name at Gmail, Lindsay Dickout 
L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-D-I-C-K-H-O-U-T at gmail.com. All of it's in the show notes. And let's chat about your business. It's my favorite thing to talk about. And let's see if it could be a good fit and if I could bring value to help you reach the next level. Um, In other news, the other things post-selling my business, of course, if you've um, followed along for a while, you know that my husband um, at the end of May, beginning of June of this year, um, had a major heart issue. He stopped breathing for about three minutes. He went into cardiac arrest at the ICU uh, in Newport Beach at Hogue. And so since then, it's really crazy the way the timing works with me selling my business and having some more free time because it has required me to be a full quarterback for his health in a way that I did not expect. Um, and I'm just so grateful that I've had the capacity to do it um, because it was just something that at the beginning he wasn't able to do it just because he was recovering and out of it and was dealing with so much physically. So he had the cardiac arrest and then he had a couple heart procedures done. He had a pacemaker and a defibrillator put in. Um, lots of hospital time, lots of surgeries, lots of recovery. Couldn't drive for a while, so I was his driver. But now I feel like um, I'm his medical concierge because um, it's not all very clear. Like he still has some organs that aren't functioning fully at 100% since the cardiac arrest. And I don't know if it's him like just wanting to get back to life or wanting to get back to work or wanting, or I don't know if it's just the, the dude in him or what, but he doesn't think appointments are that big of a deal. Or if something's kind of off, he doesn't think it's that big of a deal. I'm at every appointment. I'm connecting every doctor. Um, so to be honest, that's like a, semi full-time job on its own every single day. I'm connecting with doctors, working on prescription prescriptions, researching things um, because his health condition is um, still serious. It will always be serious just because he has such um, advanced heart disease for being a 50-year-old man. And I want him to be on this planet for as long as possible. So I feel like sometimes we're on opposite teams because he's a guy that likes to go out and enjoy and have beers with his buddies and have big barbecues. And I'm more like, hey, let's, you know, let's eat lean protein and veggies most of the time. And he's like, that's not living. So figuring out that balance so that he feels like he's living, but also, you know, trying to help him make good life decisions and health decisions, but also just the... um it's so important to either be your own health quarterback when you have a complicated health situation or have someone that loves you so much that will do it. Because I'm telling you, there's so much that goes into it. I'm calling the, I call and email doctors all the time. Hey, um, kidney doctor, his heart doctor wants him to take this medication, but I Googled it and there's this possible side effect. Or, hey, stomach doctor, I know we don't think that he is still digesting food properly since the attack. Do you think this procedure, or I read about this could be an option. Should we try out this? Is there a stomach infection that could be an option? You know, I'm I'm just always working on that. And I feel like the next, I'll do a podcast soon when I kind of have all my thoughts together on like health concierge, (laughs) this unpaid job that I've taken on, um, because I think it's a real thing. And I think that having people who will fight for you and always be asking questions, our doctors, um, your doctors care so much, because bec- care more when you care more. You know, it's like anything. If someone's constantly pinging you with questions, you're like, wow, I'm going to figure that out for them. Like they really care. And so um, I, pu- I 
am grateful that I sold my company at the time that I did to where I didn't have this massive company to run and, you know, employees and and customer service and all these things to oversee like I had one year prior, but to be able to kind of give it that space and accept like, okay, this week I'm t- driving him, you know, I mean, for months my life was on hold because I was driving him everywhere and um, trying to keep the kid's life normal and managing his health. But I'm telling you, if you or anyone you love, what I've learned, the takeaway, if you have a complicated health situation, you have to make it a priority every day. Like just make like steps towards it every day. So is it making sure you're getting some sort of tests or, you know, MRI or mammogram or is it getting blood work every month or is it connecting with the doctors or is it or is it keeping a journal of symptoms or is it like for my husband what i learned before he had hit after he had the cardiac arrest that i didn't know is he was putting on weight like 15 pounds of fluid that we didn't realize like now i'm like are you kidding me how did we not realize that he was gaining weight pretty rapidly. Like my husband's kind of a person who gains gains and loses weight pretty easily. So if, you know, if he's going out to dinners lots, he'll easily be up or down five pounds really easily, like fluctuates more than I th- than myself or most people. So it wasn't that alarming. But now I'm like, how in the world did I not realize that he had all this fluid pumping around his heart, this extra fluid that his body was carrying on? It was just too much for the body, like all these things that I know now. So the point is, is keep a journal if it's you or someone else and just write a little thing daily, three times a day, like, you know, whatever it is. When I ate this, I felt like this. When I took this medicine, I felt like this. Huh, weird. I'm up five pounds. Huh, weird. I'm having memory loss. Like whatever it is, I think that just making it a priority and keeping it a priority and taking steps towards it every day would be my immediate takeaway. And again, another podcast coming on that because I think that I love this podcast platform so much and I think that um, I, so many people have said from sharing Craig's journey and kind of being vulnerable with it and the emotions that came with it, so many people have told me like, thanks for putting it out there. I'm making my husband do those tests we always talked about or kind of stories like that. So I want to do more about that because I think that there's so much value in sharing stories like that. Um, I also, since selling my company, got my house organized. I organized my kids' keepsake trunks in the garage. I got rid of all the the work, the homework and artwork I had saved for many years that we'll never look at again and just kept the best things. I organized. I went through every cabinet of the house and got everything um, labeled and organized and purged. And I just, I got rid of so much stuff and I just bought the best, what I thought, what I think is the best of each thing. And that leads to me to the next project that I'm doing that we'll be putting out in the world soon, my team and I have been working on it for a couple of months now, and it's just sharing awesome things. So it's an awesome thing a day that we share on social media, and it's what I think um, is the most awesome of whatever it is, like the most awesome way, like teeth brushing hack and teeth brushing hack for your kids, or the most awesome um, trunk organizer. It's just kind of like the very best of everything. And it's not about buying more stuff. In fact, it's the opposite. It's like, don't go to home goods and buy 75 things because they're all $4 because you don't need them. How about instead of that? And listen, I love home goods. We can find great treasures there. But the whole thing is, is rather than living in excess and like kind of this more, more, more culture, I just love the idea of finding the very best thing and just having one of it and having it organized in a place where you know where it is. 
that's been a game changer for me. And I've loved that I've had time since selling my business to get my house organized. And every space, everything has a place and every space is more organized before every drawer was kind of stuffed. Like the house looked put together, but every drawer was kind of stuffed. I just didn't, when I bought new things, I didn't purge the old things. And oh, I don't really know where my beach chairs are. And we're going to the beach this weekend. Let me just buy two or four more beach chairs. And before you know it, I had sheds full of beach chairs. So now I purge the old ones, the dirty ones, the ones that didn't pop up right. And now I just have the best beach chairs. So our next project is an awesome thing a day that I cannot wait to share on social media. I think it's going to be so fun, especially for the holidays and gift giving, creative gift ideas. I've gotten in this new kind of pattern of giving gifts that's not just like one gift, but it's almost like a gift basket. But maybe like, so maybe for Christmas, someone you love loves yoga. So maybe you get them you know, there's these cool bags now that hold like a water bottle, but it's also like a bag. So the water bottle goes in the middle and then the bag has little pockets. So you get them the actual bag, you get them a cool, you know, hydro flask or reusable water bottle that goes in the middle. And then on all the outside little compartments, you just get things at Target or from Amazon, little hair ties and little hand sanitizing wipes or little workout bands you could put in there, little sticky socks for a bar class or whatever it is. You fill all the little compartments and then you give them this one gift. So it's like, it's like, you know, whatever giftbaskets.com is so done in my mind. It's like creating your own quote gift basket that's not a gift basket at all that is like the most memorable special gift. I think it's more memorable Oftentimes you spend less money because it's not like you're like, ah, I got to get this person five things. Hurry, let's go to the mall. Let's get all these five things and wrap them in like craziness. Like, no, let's get them one thing that's like perfectly, that has all these little components in it that's fun to open. It's unique, it's different, and it's perfect for them. So that's the type of thing we're sharing. The best things in certain categories or ways to make your life easier or gift more thoughtful gifts, all that. So it's kind of taken, it's quite a, been a process to get all the all the things in place like any kind of new project is, but I'm so excited. I've never seen it done in this same way. So I'm super jazzed on bringing that out. So awesome thing a day, coming soon. And then all the things. This is my first time um, where my, all my kids are in school in a very long time. Parker's five. So really in five years, I mean, he's gone to preschool, but just for a couple hours at a time. So, um, I'm any working mom or moms in general can attest to the amount of time that leaves you, which is basically like, you know, oftentimes it's like, come home, get a quick workout and grow the grocery store. And then you're picking up kids. It's a very short amount of time when they're in short preschool. So this is my first phase of life. It's a really, um, incredible time and, you know, lots of emotions too, because I've sold my company that I was working 12 hours a day, every day for the most part. I mean, not so much on the weekends, but you know what I mean? It all kind of evened out to be a lot of work. And now my kids are in school. So I have this like nice, healthy chunk of time to create new things and work with entrepreneurs and put some awesome things out in the world, um, record podcasts that I think are interesting and inspiring and different topics that I think are worth hitting pause on life so we can all kind of think and reflect and be very intentional about how we do things and figure out what we can be more awesome at and how we can be in a more awesome headspace. I love doing this podcast and I think this is just, like I said, such a cool time to be alive and connect with people 
that we could never have connected with before and start and run businesses that we could have never done before. There are just so many opportunities and so many different ways to do things. I just think there's no reason to spend one more day doing a job that you don't love because there are so many more options, even if you think you're stuck. It might take us some time to get to the next step or get to the next project, but I just think, listen, we are not here to be the 70% version of ourselves, and so let's think outside the box. Let's remove the invisible hurdles, and let's go out and um, be our most awesome selves. I'm so excited to connect with some of you that this could be a good fit for and um, talk about your business, talk about how I could possibly help with your business and all the awesome things. This was a nice full one, almost an hour podcast together, you guys. So much fun, so many good topics coming. I have a list longer than I've ever had about, about different podcasts and different things I've been listening to and interested in and so many things I'm excited to bring to you in the coming months. Thank you so much for listening. Um, If this podcast brought you value, the best thing you could do is screenshot whatever podcast platform you're listening on, screenshot it, share it in your Instagram stories like this is what you're listening to today. Helps our podcast grow and I appreciate the support so much. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.